Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. It's the Late Show with Francie Weatherman. This morning, looking for my shoes, look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? Francie and Friends, 
Uh, we've got to do a, uh, a roll check real quick. Um, Tom, did Yo. you survive Halloween? Yep. Kind of stayed home and recovered. We weren't feeling good, so you know, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, oh boy, oh, got rained on outside and just did not feel great and just kind of stayed home and did nothing. Watch TV. Oh. oh. Although we did watch Halloween movies and stuff, you know the, you know that they had on our one movie channel, like thing from another world, um, you know that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, Dracula, you know, the oldies, the oldies, yeah. Nice. And did you pop popcorn? Nope. Oh. William, how about you? (laughs) William, did you survive Halloween? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I lucked out on my end. Uh, Yeah, even though my grandmother's passed on uh, two years, uh, we're still known as the witch's house, so we only had one trick-or-treater, which meant uh, I still have about 10 pounds worth of candy left over. So, hey! Uh, yeah, so you know, I, I curled up, and uh, I, I decided I went ahead and I watched uh, Ron Fitzgerald's Extreme Halloween. You know, got nice. to show some love and support to another friend. Nice. Uh, Nicholas. Well, I think I have about Dude. 10 pounds of candy in me. <laughs> oh, there you go. That always works. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how about Nicholas Grabowski? Did you survive Halloween? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, you know, it's. Uh, I, I've talked on Frenzy's show about it uh, throughout the last month or so. Uh, with kind of like a, a love and hate kind of a thing, uh-huh. saying, oh, the weather, it destroyed us, and we keep putting things up, and then all the uh-huh. trick-or-treaters that come before Halloween that, that show up every night that we have to, like, tend to out in front, and and then, you know, the people that egged us back uh, when we uh, uh, around the end of September, we had to clean that up, and then all kinds of stuff, and then... Um, um, uh, me with a, a more of doing this than actually um, doing a lot of uh, the things I do all year round with black bedsheet books. Uh, it, it's just everything's like devoted to like getting this done because I don't want to like fall on my face once Halloween comes and all these people get here. But at the same time, we're all about books, and every year we give away like uh, tons of books. Uh, Black Bedsheet Books specifically. This is the first year that, um, you know, because of Amazon and stuff, it was like, uh, uh, you know, I, I ordered a bunch of stuff uh, for me and, and even authors' orders and stuff in September. And Amazon kept, like, telling us uh, uh, they they didn't give a delivery date uh, at first, and then they would, and then it would, like, go into – uh, I I keep like checking up on it, and the delivery dates keep kept changing, and then they kept going past Halloween, and it's like, aren't we gonna, not going to have any books on Halloween? Uh, and it turned out that we didn't. Um, but um, about a a week and a half in advance, I decided to like uh, just get used children's books, like the neighbor next door uh, had like a. 
uh, a yard sale, and then whatever was left over, they left in their front yard, and it uh, it was a couple of boxes of books and stuff. And I had a table in the back patio that uh, where I just had all kinds of used children's books. And then once that depleted, people started asking, especially later on in the evening, people started asking that came over like previous years, where are your books? Where, where are your author's books? And where are your author's? And uh, and I had to, like, make up excuses and stuff, and I didn't want to go into it. So mostly I just said, well, you know, these are trying times and stuff. But still, um, uh, there was little kids, and for some reason they were all little girls. There weren't any boys. They were all little girls, but their families and, and, stu- and such. And they were, like, uh, asking me, what about the books that you publish? What about your books? You don't have any at all? And, you know, and people would say, oh, I'm sorry, but they just explained it to you. And I would go, hold on a second. Let me go and see what I got. So I'd go into the uh, in, into my garage and check my shelves because I have, like, a surplus of, of books that I've published that I keep just to, you know, when friends, people come over and stuff, I could say, hey, I published all these books. Look at me. <laughs> Or some, or you know, because you know, eh. um, but uh, I ended up like uh, one by one, just giving them away, and I'd like bring out a stack, and I'd say, "What would you want, little girl?" And it felt like, like I was a Halloween Santa, and and then, <laughs> and then what struck me was the kids actually started asking me for writing advice, and and, uh, and then I just ended up like finding myself giving writing advice just talking in general about believing yourself in in yourself and um and about writing how you feel it's a great way to get out anxiety i even went on to my my normal spiel about how there would be no no school shooters if the school shooters just sat down and wrote about shooting up the school instead of actually doing it, getting it what? out of their system that way, and then they right. even publish it and make some money off of it, nobody gets killed, everybody's happy. And I went on about, you know, yeah. stuff like that, and everybody, even the families, like, were going, oh, wow. They They were, like, really paying attention. They weren't like, you know... All the kids were like all settled down. Then nobody was going. Oh, let's go, let's do this and that. They were all paying attention, and and a line was coming up uh, from where I was out of the house of one by one people asking for more books, and I just couldn't say no. So I ended up giving uh, uh, most of my books that I've had for like a handful of years and accumulated on my shelves that. I just ended up just giving them away, and they were all like black bedsheet books. Like I always like to have a copy, at least one copy of something that I've published, and you know, and and then maybe two or three and stuff, and then I can like fill some orders on our website and stuff. I ended up giving just about everything away because people wanted them, and they wanted me to sign each one of them as the publisher. Knowing that I didn't write the book, but I'm the publisher, and they were all like really happy. Some people asked specifically about some of our writers too, because I, because of previous Halloween events, and uh, and it was just it was something unexpected. I just thought, 
well, we have no books. We have some used children's books in the back. Help yourself, and let's celebrate Halloween and have fun. So if it turned into something profound like that, and that's the basis of what this is all about, too, for me, at least, is is the book part of it, promoting Black Bedsheet by doing the Halloween thing and the whole nine yards. And, and uh, I thought that I was going to fail miserably this year. But it turned out I, I had almost like a spiritual experience with that. And I went inside the house and started kind of like, you know, kind of crying and shaking. And I told uh, Francie and, and Shane and uh, James, uh, our volunteers and, and stuff, about it. And it was just weird. It, it kind of subsided after that. But for a good hour and a half, it was like all these people, it was all about suddenly about books and not Halloween at all, really. And that's part of the point. I gotta tell you, Nick, that just makes me proud to be associated with the whole thing. You know, like Ben Sheet Book and being an author. So, you know, I just well, I mean, wow, that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah thanks. And, and, yeah. and I, I posted on our Facebook group page, and I really recommend. I, I wish I could, you know, start something like this, but. People just giving away not just candy but books on Halloween, especially us authors and stuff. It doesn't have to be our books. It could be books that you buy in a used bookstore or or thrift store uh, or something and just accumulate a couple of boxes and just, you know, promote reading and literacy. And if if your finances and whatever is okay, order some books. I guess next year I'm going to have to order in August or something in order for them to get here. But, yeah, uh, probably. You know, um, and stuff, and, and, and give them away and sign them, and, and the kids mm-hmm. ooh and ah and ask you questions. Yeah. I can see you eventually down the road doing a, a writer's workshop for kids that want, people that want to get into writing. Hopefully us authors can show up and, you know, give an insight, give some insight. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. would be fun. That'd be that'd be cool. That that'd be fun. Yeah, that that actually would be. Uh, I I just uh, kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that children mm-hmm. are really receptive and they're readers. Mm-hmm. Um, they so halfway and, to Halloween. Though. At least the ones I encountered, they love to read, uh, and uh, they they look forward to coming here and getting free books every year, stuff because we're the only ones doing it. We shouldn't have to be the only ones doing it. Mm-hmm. Other people can do it too. It's so fulfilling. And it, it's just great. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I would say that, that I my do. my favorite watering hole or something, you know. Yeah. For an hour I, favorite I, I watering hole say, I drink Tom, at. A couple of your books went out also. I know that for sure. Oh, oh are you talking uh, about Tom Sawyer? Yes. <laughs> well, that's yeah, the only Tom fact, on the phone. Stack, I found a... Uh, uh, well, while uh, while doing all this, I, I found like a big stack of about seven or eight of yours, of um, uh, from Paradise to Hell, that were misprints that uh, that were unedited, and uh, I I just uh, wrote inside of them um, unedited uh, uh, publisher's proof, and you know, so they wouldn't think that oh this guy can't write at all because of all the errors <laughs> that was like back a while ago too and i just had a stack of them and uh and they said i don't care uh yeah so, yeah it was my first 25 of in rod we trust because you know and i was like so i put you know it's a misprint and i put miswrote you know you know misprint in the side and told them and 
you know, gave them away to people. But that's you're kind of inspiring, Nick, because I'm thinking maybe I should do something like that next, you know, next on the day of Halloween. Yeah, I think we all should. Watering hole, you know, for an hour, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Yeah, so that that was uh, that was really neat. I know that um, um, Fred Weehy was supposed to come out with uh, a book by Halloween. I couldn't do that. I always like, uh, I say this often, too, that come around this time of year, I lie to myself and say, okay, I'm going to publish a few books by Halloween in time for mm-hmm. Halloween. But by the time September hits, it's like, uh, and, you know, with the setbacks, I probably could have if it wasn't for, like, a, a couple of storms that we had. This one big one, it, like, wiped off. I mean, it was, it was, I practically cried when I, I actually watched it and I couldn't do anything about it. But yeah, then I think okay. about people that go through hurricanes and all all that stuff, and it's like, you mm-hmm. know, at least everything's okay and intact. It's just Halloween stuff. Let's just set it up again. I don't know. Well, that poor clown was hanging on for dear life. All right, everybody. Hey. Are, we ready for, are we ready for the man of the hour? Yep. Let's do it. I love this guy. He he's so awesome. He's he's a great friend. He's always here for us too. Have you guys noticed that? David Lee Madison always has our back. That's okay. great though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's bring him on, because I know he's had a kick-ass Halloween also. Ah, I guess that's my Hey, cue, Dave. There he is. <laughs> Either Dave. How are you? I'm fine, and, you know, thank you for all the kind words. You know, it's all bullshit, but thank you. It's very nice to hear some. No, no, no. It is It is a 100% true. We you speak the truth here. the man. Point blank. We're, we're, we're all boys and girl scouts here. We're, we're always on. Yeah, we speak the truth. I get third billing in my own house household, and there's only two of us here, so, you know, I'm not. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Well, do you, well you've got a wife, so uh, do you have a cat? Yeah, yeah, the cat. He's, there you he go. That's he why gets you're first billing, right. actually. <laughs> How is everybody go. tonight? We're good. How are you? I right. am up in the yeah. hills of Pennsylvania, freezing my cojones off, wanting to uh, wrap myself up in a blanket and cry myself to sleep. But otherwise, I'm fine. Oh, you guys cool. getting snow there? Yes, it got really cold. Over the last 48 hours, it went. It was actually, uh, October was beautiful. But once the calendar turned over to November, it uh, it started to, at night, it's in the lower 20s. And for an old Ooh, man wow. like me... It rattles my bones. I hear that too. Jesus, this is going to be a hard winter on me. <laughs> Boy, I mean, I, I, you, you just gave gave me a cold chill right down the spine uh, when you just said it's going to be in the twenties. I mean, yeah, yeah. twenty one degrees outside of my house right now, so Jesus. a bit, a bit yeah. nipply. Yeah. You know, frankly, who yeah. am I speaking with? No. Can we have a roll call so I know who what to call everybody? Yes. Um, we got Tom Sawyer. Hi, Tom. Hi, been, how's it going, man? I'm hanging in there, been with us on several occasions with you. We got okay. William mm-hmm. Brower. Who's hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, Dave. Good about yourself. 
<laughs> oh, and then we got then we got Nicholas Grabowski. Hey, Nick, then how are you, pal? Me. <laughs> hey, David. <laughs> no, actually, actually, we're we're really excited that you're here because when I whenever I say David's coming back on, everybody's like, yes. Oh, stop it! Because oh, oh, no, you stop. <laughs> no, you 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 are great. You're a great guest. We actually enjoy having you on. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about your Halloween because you had an epic one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was pretty fun. We had a well Saturday night. I had a a, 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 a masquerade party at my house, which I have every year, which was a lot of fun. And then Sunday night. Uh, we had a lost interview with Vincent Price that I conducted a little under 40 years ago. An all-star wow. cast of wow. Icon came on and talked about the uh, lost Vincent Price interview, so that was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, I, I have watched a lot of it, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody it, watched it. Oh, I, I, I definitely watched. I wanted to watch on Halloween, but when you were live, so is our driveway. <laughs> so I was like, wait, 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 wait. And so I I couldn't watch it, but I have been watching it. I think it's great so far. And, man, you got to talk to, like, one of the biggest legendary actors of all time. I mean, people want to be Vincent Price. Well, yeah, I got to talk with Vincent Price and Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee growing up. Now I get to work with some of the, my favorite icons. I hate now. you. So it's all pretty cool. <laughs> I'm envious. You lucky bum, man. Hey. That, that's great. Yeah. Hey, Tom or William just said, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to do the. Uh, Tom did, uh, after yeah. we're done with the second yeah. part of the Vincent Price interview, we're going to do the Peter Cushing interview cool. next, and then we're going to do the Christopher Lee interview. And then uh, I think that's the only one I have of like the old. Sadly, Karloff died before I was born, so I I never got to meet him. I was seven when wow. he passed away. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, now Dave, um, since, you know, speaking of the original lineup like that, uh, I, I trust you've seen uh, House of the Long Shadows. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, I, I was surprised. Someone actually finally uploaded it to YouTube. Yeah, you know, <laughs> only took thirty some odd years. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, I, I was a big fan of that film. I'm a, a really big fan of The Raven. If you guys know that film, oh, oh yeah. Peter Lorre, yeah, Peter oh, Lorre, yeah. Basil Rathbone, and uh, and Boris mm-hmm. Karloff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. This is where my little brain interacts and says, "You guys see The Raven on um, The Simpsons on the Treehouse of Horrors." Yeah, <laughs> James Earl Jones. <laughs> yep, that was yep. that was great. No, I I Shout man, I got Peter Laurie stole the show on the in the movie The Raven. Myself, the little things he did that were just kind of, you know, you know. Yeah, no, Peter Laurie and I just, and Karloff were, were magic in that funny in that film. And, yeah. and funny House of the Long Shadows, which was a you know more of a contemporary film. I think it came out mm-hmm. like eighty three, maybe eighty four. I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. quite remember. But it's kind of for a film that had Price and Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. It's kind of one of those ones that that went under the radar, but it's kind of a hidden gem. You know, and well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like four icons and horror in it. Yeah, and, and then ironically enough, you know, the, for the 
ultimate lead, Desi Arnev. (laughs) (laughs) Junior. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. always appreciated just because it's the uh, you know the fact that it's the author trying to go up and uh, you know get his uh, get source material and focus on writing. <laughs> I think we can all appreciate that part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's here's a question I got to ask you, Dave, because when I was watching that uh, that video, you kept your composure with Vincent Price. How did you not say, holy shit, are you effing kidding me? Vincent effing Price? Going oh, back to Nicholas Stephen. I was just too young Nick and stupid to, to realize the, the gravitas of what was going on. <laughs> you, you, you really kept your composure. And me, I mean, just hearing that epic voice. Why, thank you. I, Vincent's wasn't too bad either. <laughs> 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 you're you're right about that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that 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 was actually hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, I gotta say, you definitely kept your composure. You 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 conducted the interview. Uh, you need to give me lessons on how to do this stuff. Oh no, you're a master. I learned from you. I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm like a, a a sad, washed up, never remotely a talented David Letterman kind of clown shoes kind of guy. So you you you, you have it all over me, Francie. I assure you that. Well, I, I probably would have said I'm not worthy. That's <laughs> the price, you know. God, go, going all out Wade's world now, are we? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I would have probably been down on my hands and knees, you know, oh, I'm not worthy. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's kind of how I feel with, with some of the like the contemporaries that I've worked with who, uh, when I was a kid, because Vincent Price, believe it or not, was a tad bit before my time. Uh, I was born in 1970, and by the time I was, uh, you know, 10 or 11 or 12, he was more known for being like an Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare and Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh-huh. And back yeah. then it was a lot harder to re- to to research older films because it was even before the advent of VHS and such. So uh, yeah. now that I work no, with too. contemporaries of mine that like uh, that I liked when I was a kid, like uh, Stephen Jeffries from Fright Night and Chris Sarandon from Fright Night, and I worked with a couple of cats from The Lost Boys, and and I got to work with Bill Paxton from Near Dark, and these are all the people that uh, when I was a teen uh, were making the the horror films that I absolutely adored. That's when those moments sank in. But when I met like Peter Cushing and, and Christopher Lee and Vincent Price through my brother, when I was uh, when I was a little boy, you know, they were just nice old men. You know, I didn't really realize the gravitas of who they were at the time. You know, David, I do have a a movie that I really love that Vincent Price is in. He's not the star, but it's called His Kind of Woman, and it stars Robert Mitchum and Jane Russell, and he plays this over the top overacting Shakespearean type Errol Flynn type actor and he steals the film it's oh, supposed to be like a noir, noir movie from the 50s but he just kind of steals the film even my son when we were I was watching he goes Vincent that's Vincent Price he's funny you know I was like <laughs> he was he was just hilarious in it playing this you know this character that was just 
and it's like it's become one of my favorites of his movies. It's like it's so out of the ordinary what he usually played, you know. I mean, even Laura, he was a little different than that, but not like this is just, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch his kind of woman, watch it. I highly recommend it because it's just not your usual visit price. No, I will definitely, definitely check that out. What was it called again? I can't hear it. Nora? His Kind of Woman. Oh, His Kind of Woman. My apologies. Sweet. I'll Robert Mitchum movie, out. really, but he plays the second, you know, you know, has Jim Backus in it and oh, Jim Holt, Jim Jane Russell. That's a different piece wow. of cast in it. Raymond Burr. I got to check so. that out. I'm going to type it in right now so I remember. Uh, I got a question. Did any of you guys see it's a contemporary film? But I fell in love with it. But it, and it's just such a fantastic film. I'm curious. Did any of you guys see uh, Spontaneous? I've heard of it. I have but not, but I've, I've, I've heard, of heard of it. But I haven't seen it. I I I beg you guys to see Spontaneous. I think it's probably the best genre film of the last 20 years, and it's just not getting any love. But it's really the best way to watch that movie is just to seek it out on Amazon or something and do, don't ruin it for yourselves. Don't do any kind of research or anything beforehand. Just go mm-hmm. and experience the film not knowing anything about it, and you'll enjoy it infinitely more than, uh, than, what you, uh, than you would if you read up on it beforehand. Excellent. I don't, I don't know what I'll be doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you like it. Yeah, I, I'm money back guarantee. I'm going to check that out also. Let Let's talk about you. Um, in fact, I was uh, I was stalking you this afternoon, Dave. Oh, I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> and I seen this really good review of Wits In and uh, What You're Reading. Oh, Have you yeah. read that review? Yeah, that guy uh, actually writes for the New York Times, so I was very, very pleased that, you know, somebody wow. as well-versed uh, wrote such a kind review. But, you know, in all honesty, you know, I paid him through the nose for that review. No, I'm <laughs> 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 what? You know what's funny? What, you're an indie film? Yeah. what were you going to ask, Francie? I, I was going to say, I did not realize that your wife edited the movie. Yeah, she edits every movie I do because she's the only one who can get into this thick, stupid skull of mine and kind of put together something coherent uh, out of my gibberish. So, well, yeah. that's definitely a keeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, uh, November, 15th, November 15th, I'm going to be married 30 years. Wow. wow. Happy Very early anniversary. anniversary. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, now you got to give us more tips on how you keep it, keep it oh, like I that have... after 30 years. Cause I, I love yeah. the photos that I see of your family. I mean, you can definitely tell you guys are, you guys have a strong bond. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, luckily, uh, my wife and my and my daughter and I get along fantastically. But I think it's more of a product for me having uh, the absolute opposite as a childhood. So I didn't want to be anything like what my father was like. So I made sure that I was a a wonderful, loving, and caring dad instead of being a douchebag. So it's kind of so nice you broke the cycle. I broke the cycle. Yeah. 
broke the cycle of that beggary. <laughs> that's that's good, and it, it, you can tell. I mean, come on, your daughter's in Harvard, Harvard right now. Come on. Yeah, well, smart kid. Yep, milkman must have been a smart dude. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 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 no, you yeah, can tell okay. that's daddy's girl. Yeah, that that is daddy's girl right there. And it, it's so cute. I did see uh, that that video you guys did together, and she. I don't know if you looked at it really close, but your daughter's looking at you with pride. Oh, uh, I'm not sure which that's one you're talking about, but I I appreciate that. It was right before no, your Halloween party. Oh, I got you. I got you. Right. Yeah, you you can tell your daughter was looking at you with pride. Oh. You know, I'm daddy's girl. So uh-huh. you you did a fantastic job. And in fact, I was watching that. I was like, they are so cute. <laughs> no, I'm very and, glad. And not to mention, you know, and I'm saying not to mention that was cool that uh, you know she she actually did her own character. Yes, yeah, she uh, she has a uh, her first novel that we're shopping around right now called The Heretics, Hall of Heretics, and uh, it's going to probably be out in January. So, eighteen wow. years old, and she's she's completed four books, and they're all in a series wow. of books. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. It's, it's actually horrifying cool. how smart she is, and 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 all kidding aside, I just don't know. I mean, it's like I don't even know how people get that smart. I don't have enough room in this in this in this head of mine to store the amount of knowledge that she does. It's kind of yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, I, I kind of look at like really smart people too, and I'm like, oh. like I even asked my uh, my Spanish professor. I was like, how do you get so smart? And he's like. <laughs> Knowledge is out there. You just got to look for it. And I'm like, yeah, but it, I can read it, but it's going to escape somehow. You know what my problem is? How do you keep it I, in? I use up all that space on fart jokes and, and, and episodes of Columbo. So, you know, that's probably there, why. Not, nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, well, there you go. You know, <laughs> hey, you know what? Anybody um, that can come up with a good fart joke is solid in my book. There you go. Definitely. Yeah, can I talk a moment about my new film, Full Moon Fever, this movie? I'm super yes. excited about Yes. Sure. Yes, please. I, I, please. Most we are, the trailer looks great. Oh, thank you. That wasn't even really a trailer. It was just kind of like, because uh, the film was uh, slated to come out for this Halloween, but some, some things made that impossible, especially some really well-known people who dug the script and signed on late, so we're shooting some extra footage. But uh, it, it, it's just such a wonderfully moody, and it, it's, you know, I always like films that kind of capture the spirit of Halloween. Like, you feel like when you're watching the movie that you're watching uh, how more of the mood and the atmosphere of Halloween than you are, like, uh, you know, what the actual... Uh, uh, Losing the word because it's very late on here on the East Coast. Uh, uh, you know, instead of what the words on paper say, the atmosphere and the mood kind of propel the movie, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I told my mom one year, and I said Halloween has a different air feeling. 
Absolutely. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And one year she finally said, you know, you told me a couple of years ago that Halloween has a different air about it. You're right. Absolutely. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What do you yeah, guys think I, I of the new Halloween film? Have not seen it yet. I, I know. I know. Go ahead. My hands are behind my back right now. Oh, no, no. I, I have not it. seen it yet. I haven't had a chance to see it yet either. I mean, you guys I, really I, are missing much. I'm, I'm on the fence because, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, everybody in my, in my network either loves it or hates it, and it's almost like it's a dead even opinion from both sides. So, <laughs> Right. You have to be really forgiving of not caring about the legacy of Michael Myers to love it. And I'm not forgiving about not caring about the legacy. <laughs> I guess I just get tired of all the damn sequels, you know. I mean, it's one thing to reimagine it, but it's the sequels. It's like, what's this, Halloween 20? I mean. Yeah, and now they're all, they, like, they are all the you know. timelines and, you know. I, mean, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. Worry, I'm I mean, getting uh, old and crotchety for today's entertainment. I know what happened to us. Sooner or later, we're going to see Michael Myers in the uh, electric wheelchair next. Yeah. We'll swing in a machete at the old geezers in an old folks' home. Yeah. You know. hey, I mean, hey, hey, how old should Mike, Michael Myers be in his mid-60s? Should be older than me, yeah. 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 What were you going to say, Prince? Um, I got a surprise for you. Like I said, I, I stalked you. This afternoon, and I got a surprise for you. I did ask uh, Scott Schiaffo to call in, and he couldn't because he was busy packing because he's got a long trip right. to make. And but he did say, "Please have fun with David." Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that my? Surprise? But I I I do have somebody else for you. Uh, let's see if you recognize this person. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm the consolation prize. You're the consolation prize. <clears throat> Say some more David, words because I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed oh, God, speaking no. with William Sadler, Craig Hurley, Why did Camden you do this to me? Out of, out of everybody I know, you picked Joe Ridgely? Ugh. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, they picked Scott Schiaffo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, no, By no, no. I, 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 I messaged both of you. I messaged both of you. Adam, all, all kidding aside, my show, The End of the Night, would not exist if it wasn't for this young man. He's enormously talented. He's a wonderful, wonderful friend, and he knows that I'm just playing with him. I always love hearing from him. But uh, if anybody out there who's listening tonight actually likes The End of the Night, the only reason it exists is because of Mr. Joe Ridgely. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. You know, Joe, I actually started doing this train wreck of a show probably over a dozen years ago. And I absolutely adore Francie. And, uh, you know, we had all kinds of historic moments on this show. I think we had David Lee Roth on once. We had an all-star show the night. We had an all-star show the night that uh, that uh, Corey Haim passed away. I think we had the cast of Fright Night on here. All kinds of fun stuff with Francie back in the day. 
Like yeah, that's when uh, Doug Bradley and yeah, and uh, uh, Stephen Dash, man, that was great. Stephen Dash, whenever I talk to him, he goes, "You call me Uncle Steve." <laughs> yeah, he was a great guy. And, and you yeah, guys he was. Fred the Hammer, Will William? No, 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 no. That that was my radio show out of uh, out of uh, Atlantic City. This was uh, this was this was not at the end of the night. It was Francie and friends that I would uh, I would call in and have my friends call in along with me. He, he would, and it's kind of like who's calling. And in fact, we met we met Scott on the show the last time you were here. You brought you brought Scott on the show, and Matt, I got I got to tell you, do you remember that when uh, you told Nick when you announced uh, and Nick was on, and he's like. Hey, we got a horde legend here. We got uh now I'm thinking uh, we got Stephen Jeffries and Nick was like holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And what was Stephen so cool about that fuck? is that Stephen Jeffries was his was his normal unbelievably weird and charming self. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I, you cannot I, I, I think that with. guy anymore. He's impossible to get on a show. Oh yeah, well, he... well, maybe not for yeah. you, but <laughs> <laughs> for for other people. Um, yeah. I mean, trust me, I tried it's... for years. I mean, I it's, it's a very it's very very funny. It's a weird thing when you become really close friends with these folks to then ask them to do a show. It was a little different back then, but now, like the guy, uh, he 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 ran in the New York City Marathon the last time they had it. And he spent a week in my house, and and we, you know, have a a wonderfully weird relationship. But uh, you know, he's a quirky dude. And if you guys want to have him back on either this show or Joe, if you want yes. him to be on our train wreck of a show, I'll give him a call. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I I think I think Nick would flip his lid <laughs> like. I, I think I think we you know the cartoon characters when they they flip their lid literally they flip their lid because <laughs> he literally had to hold himself up. Even <laughs> Jeffrey said hi. He's like, he, he, yeah. Well, I, I David. I think that speaking of Stephen Jeffries, I mean, you you were in a a certain documentary recently. Uh, at least part of it. The uh, "You're So Cool" Brewster, the story of Fright Night, weren't you? Yes, I was. They, they uh, Tom Holland, another dear friend of mine, reached out to me because he was producing that project, and uh, he knew how many similarities and how many odes to Fright Night I had in my film Mr. Hush. So they did a little part on in that uh, documentary film about how uh, Mr. Hush was related to Fright Night, which I thought was kind of cool. Freaking awesome. Nice. Hey, Joe, did you see the post I put up? I know you saw it. When you look back at our guests, like, it's a little bit more than a year. Dude, I mean, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is unbelievable. Um, and, and you said that was like only half because Facebook was restricting you. Yeah, there were some pictures that it wouldn't post. I mean, there, there's probably another... 30 people we could have put up and it's funny because I really didn't realize how many folks and how many really really famous people we've had on that show 
since I last didn't February. I realize how long the show was running. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Dave, in fact, uh, I do remember uh, at uh, the beginning there was times I could not see the show, and I kept trying to look for it at the beginning. And now I know that when you come on and I see live, and I'm like tuning in as soon as I get that notification because. I love your guys' show, and I, I wish I could stay there, but, you know, I got to leave at your show and, you know, do no, this I little hear you. show, and I'm just like, yeah. ah! <laughs> In fact, you know what's crazy? I, no. no. So, so, now, some um, of the guests that we've had since the show, I mean, uh, Daniel Roebuck, for instance, he's, he did our very first episode. And since no, then, I mean, he just, not only was it Daniel Roebuck, but you also had Chad Rook at the same time. I know. The, the very first episode was Daniel Roebuck and Chad Rook. And Daniel Roebuck is about to star as Grandpa Munster in a new Munster movie. I, and I Chad was Rook going to do – what is that movie? Do you know the name of that movie? He's, Resident uh, Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. star in the Resident Evil movie. It's crazy. Yeah. We're a good luck charm, I think, Joe. Right. You know, a, a couple a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had Butch Patrick on. Oh, sweet! Yeah, no, in fact, monster. he talked about the monsters, <laughs> the the movie that's about to come out. He talked about it, and then I seen you that like the next day you you posted and you said, "Look, the the guy who's playing Grandpa Monster was our first <laughs> guest," and I'm like, "Dave, we just had Butch Patrick on." <laughs> Ta-da. Uh, what about the time we like, had wow, Zach Galligan we're, we're on? Kind of, we're kind of a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. We had Zach Galligan on from. Uh, from he was Gremlin. one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a good show. Well, I think that was our highest rated show too. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll admit this much. I was I had to do a double take uh, from uh, from Sunday's show because uh, you know I you know between just kind of putzing around and stuff. So I was so surprised. I'm like, wow, that looks like William Sadler on there. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that is William Sadler on there. <laughs> yeah, Bill's the a great guy. The second time he was on there. <laughs> Bill, yeah. uh, Bill's a great guy, and if you guys – he literally – he's actually on the set. He's the star of the new Salem's Lot movie, and he's about to oh, right. film the next morning. And he's literally trying, and Joe will back me up on this, at least a dozen times to get through to our, to our little show. It just shows, uh, you know, what a great guy he is. And, uh, you know, even though he was choppy, it's still always an honor to have somebody. Up yeah, there. unfortunately, he was in his hotel room, and he didn't have the best connection, but he was trying his damnedest. And I, we got a couple of pictures with everybody that was on board that night, and him with a smile on his face. I mean, come on. We had Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. We had Scott Schiampo. Yep. We had Jim Crutt. And, and then we had a couple of guys from Friday the 13th. Camden Toy, who, I mean, anybody who has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show, or Angel knows exactly who he is. He's the creepiest bastard in, in the series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you, you guys definitely got a great lucky streak on that one. Yes. Hopefully it'll continue. We have a good show this week. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Shepis is going to be my co-host because Scott is uh, uh, he's at Comic Con, so Tiffany will join Joe oh, and I this Sunday night. And uh, and uh, she's a cool lady. One. Yeah, she's awesome. She's a lot of fun. And we're having uh, and Brian J. Cano, yeah. who's a 
Well, he's from Paranormal shows, right, Joe? Paranormal caught on camera, uh, haunted collectibles, and a just a, a fantastic. I, I really wanted to get him on Sunday night, and we could have. But when he responded to me at first, he was like, "You know, I'm probably going to be busy that night. It's the busiest night of the year for me." And, and now I feel like a schmuck because he said if I would have reached out to him at nine or ten o'clock, he would have come on. So that, right. that, that, that was on me. <laughs> so we'll have him on Sunday. Right. Yeah, you you also you also interviewed Sam Jones. Yeah, we had uh, Sam J. Jones slash Gordon. He was a great guy. It was a very fun interview. Oh man, he, was, uh, he, he is he is incredible. I love him. He he was at a uh, convention that the both uh, Nick and I was at here in Sacramento, and you know I haven't seen Flash Gordon in years and. Before the convention opened, he was like walking around. I was like, "Dude, that's Flash Gordon." Yeah, but <laughs> now he's a little bit older, but it's kind of like. And he looked at me. He's like, "What's up?" Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I was like, Nick, that's Flash Gordon. But uh, yeah. I ended up giving him a copy of my uh, book, Werewolf, and uh, he gave us the uh, Flash Gordon and Ted too. And he did he did an interview and he taught me how to do camera work. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm so short and he's so tall and he's towering over me. He goes, wait, no, camera shot, bad shot. Get up here. And he's like, oh, maybe I should sit down. I'm too tall for you. And I'm like, duh. You're like, what, seven feet tall and I'm like five five. You know, it's funny, yeah, I hang he, out with Sam a couple of times, and he's way shorter than I am, so I feel good about that. Uh, Everybody's way shorter than you are. There you go. <laughs> yeah, what are you, six foot seven? Yeah, six seven. Wow. Well, though. all right, so if I may, on the air, David, I have to ask you who a few of your interv- or favorite interviews were. I'm, I'm going to say on, on the show that you have, i got to say, Rhea Bruzo. And Donnie Most were were a couple of mine, but I'm, oh, I'm curious what you mean, have to say. Donnie Most being, you know, I mean, we had fucking Ralph Mouth on, brother. That was amazing. <laughs> and Ray Abruzzo from The Sopranos is just a wonderful, wonderful guy. But believe it or not, with me being uh, a film director, I think my favorite interview, and because nobody in the world has interviewed this cat, he's a legend, is John McNaught. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, that's that, that's legend is an understatement. That's, yeah. yeah. And that was like one of the first ones we. I, it was like the third or fourth episode, I think. Yeah. Robert Wall was fun. Tim Busfield was fun. Oh, Robert Wall. Yes. John O'Hurley was great. There were so many. I mean, I, William Sadler's story about uh, his stage play is the stuff of legend. Melanie Chardoff. Oh, Joe, she was awesome. That was a great oh, show. Yeah. Catherine Mary Keith Stewart. Coogan. Keith Coogan. Yeah. Jack Shoulder, who directed the uh, Keith Andre Coogan Gower. Is great. Unbelievable. Keith Coogan is such a nice guy. <laughs> right? I I I I did get to interview him. I I see. <laughs> I I did get to interview him, and uh, he. You know, you I gotta you him. gotta help me get on my show, Francie. I I keep calling no. him, but for some reason he's not responding to me. Is uh, Corin Nemec? 
Okay. Okay. I right, do have his, you I do have his phone number. I have not Yeah, he's great. Man, Cordonimic, I gotta tell you, you get Cordonimic on the show, dude, you're gonna oh. watch your ass off. Well see, he, uh, I've got a simple great. solution to that. David, <laughs> have your people contact my people. There you go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I I will try. Yeah, because he's been on my show, oh, my gosh, I think two or three times. In fact, I even was going to do my six-month anniversary show. Yeah, he was he was really nice. I was like, look, I'm just starting. You know, I don't have huge numbers right now. That's what I have, like, 10,000 at that time. And I, he's like, I want to help you be successful. And then nice. – I never told you that. I never really said this story, but after the show, he called my cell phone. He goes, dude, that was so much fun. I'm like, no, good. I didn't screw it up. And he goes, no, that was the best interview I ever had. You know what? I'm going to do you a favor. I was like, what's that? He goes, you're going to get a phone call tomorrow. I was like, I am. He goes, David Faustino will call your phone tomorrow. Sure enough, 3 p.m., David Faustino is calling my phone, and I'm like, oh, shit, Mom. Nice. David Faustino. I was like, Bud hello. Bundy. Wow. Bud Bundy. Ta-da. And he, he, hey. he delivered, and I, I was like, dude, David, I'm such a fan. And he goes, well, thank you. He was like all professional, and Nimick is like, so laid back and so clowny, and he's just like, let's do it, you know. And Dave Plastino's like, well, thank you, you know. And you know, yeah, yeah. I, I will, I will track down Cornemic for you. Oh, you rock! Hey, hey guys, I'm gonna bail out. One other show I want to bring up, if I may, is one that Dave put together. That I mean, not many people could. Uh, it, it was from Casual. Uh, Casualty Friday, excuse me, Felissa Rose, Tiffany Sheppis, and Kane Hodder all on one screen. It, well, it was a beautiful thing. That was a good one. Uh, hey, so, Joe, but, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever recover the Alan Hallworth show, though. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was trippy. Oh, um, yes, the aliens. Um, yes. <laughs> We love I don't know how far you want to delve into that, yeah. but I'm not going to do, steal Dave's thunder. You guys have at it. I appreciate you inviting me on to talk to my buddy Dave. I owe him a debt of gratitude from four years ago from being on my original show and helping me along the way. Thank you, David. Uh, I love and Joe, you, Joe. Maybe, maybe we can talk in the near future of booking you, not for a Sunday night show, but for a Wednesday night show. Whatever you guys need, uh, I'd be honored. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Cool. All right. Thank you. Good night, guys. Good night. night, Thank you. Good night, buddy. I love that guy. He's such a a good, kind, decent human being. Why does he hang out with me? It's very surprising. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Good, kind, decent decent human beings attract to each other because you are too. Dave, Actually, I, you I know what? Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, see, no, I was just gonna say I do have a fun question for you because um, over the weekend I've been I, I was pushing uh, wit's end to a few friends of mine and such, and you know, telling them uh, you know if you want something great for, for for a good holiday spirit and everything else, this is a great title. Um, how long did it take me to film the whole thing? Because uh, 
you know, just the way that you did a lot of the transition shots and everything else, it, it, it ran so smooth. I was so impressed with it. I still am. There was actually shot over three blizzards, and you know what I'm most proud about that movie? I'm the only moron who would go out in the middle of those blizzards and shoot that thing. It was kind of like a gorilla film to see, to I, see if I could make it. That's what the write-up well, said, too, that people were out there hovering in the blizzard getting the right shot. Yeah, I mean, we literally had went to the township of uh, of a small town in Holly, Pennsylvania, and asked them because we knew a, a blizzard of epidemic proportions was supposed to come through if we could if we could plant the car, which is a Chevy Cavalier, on the road, so that when the blizzard came, it would be totally buried, and it was, and it really gave you production values that you really couldn't get. You know, a, a big a big motion picture would have done that movie in a controlled environment with fake snow. And you know yeah. all that. Uh, when you do it out in the middle of a blizzard, and uh, you're carrying a 60-pound camera and a tripod and uh, a boom mic, and uh, nobody wants to go out in those conditions with you, <laughs> you, you realize maybe I made the wrong career decision along the way. Well, I'll admit, Joey, that that was the thing that was you know, that blew my mind because. I didn't realize that was a real blizzard. So I'm sitting there and I was just like, this guy has a great special effects crew. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was Superstorm Stella and Superstorm Irene, I think, that came in 2018 and 19 in Pennsylvania. And one dumped four feet of snow and the other one dumped five feet of snow. Wow. So, um, yeah, well, it was well, shot over the... I, re- I remember one of the first questions I asked uh, you and uh, Thomas J. Churchill. You guys were on the show together. I said, what is the greatest link you ever gone through to get to the perfect shot? I think you did it this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like when you're an indie p- filmmaker, you really have to hustle and figure out things to make uh, it look bigger and grander than, you know, because you don't, you have so many budgetary constraints. And I was walking around and it, in the countryside under that much snow just looked so beautiful, so impressive. And I was like, you know what, you know, I, it was just to see if I could do it. I never thought the film would have any legs. I never thought it would be a top 20 film on Tubi. And uh, nice. all those things that happened were just a, a wonderful surprise. And thank you for supporting oh. it. I appreciate it. It's oh, on no Tubi? Problem. I got Tubi. Yeah it's, on, yeah, it's on Tubi. It's on Amazon. It's on everywhere you could find a streaming movie. But Tubi's free, oh. so Tubi's the way to go. Yeah, I got to. I'm going to watch that tonight as soon as, yeah. as soon as the show's up. I did not know it was on Tubi. I seen that Tubi, it was on Amazon Tubi. Prime. Tubi? Well, it's there too, but you have to pay on Amazon Prime. On Tubi, you don't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know Nick's got that on speaker. I know Nick's got that on we'll speaker. Go. Nick, we're going to watch Wits In tonight. You know what? You know we'll what? get the popcorn ready. Yeah, you know I what's really cool name. about Wits End? Uh, I heard my name. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wits End is on Tubi. We got Tubi. Oh, yeah, we do have Tubi, yes. Uh, we must watch uh, 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 Wits End. Um, um, before at the beginning of the show, uh, right before you introduced David, 
Uh, I was going to mention how good of a friend he is and a film director. Because oh, we're we're a big fan of of we're we're friends of yours, you know. I guess through Francie's show and and all the you know history that we have and stuff, which is like a decade long at least. But uh, at the same time, though, uh, because we know you, we 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 we, we watched Mister Hush. I actually went out and bought it, and uh, and then yeah, yeah, I mean you. You turned out to be a really great director. I wanted to say that at the beginning when she was about to introduce you, but oh, you. Uh, yeah, we uh, we really like uh, not just you, but what you do. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Nick. I like you guys are awesome. Aww. Yeah. Go ahead. I forgot Good. what she called me for. Here's another <laughs> big story Wits about Wits End. Oh, Wits End is on Tubi. Yes, and and we'll certainly watch it. Another nice thing about Wits End, in 2020 it came out, and uh, and everything that the film made throughout 2020 uh, I collected and in turn gave out to random folks, whoever uh, IM'd me on Facebook, uh, the proceeds to buy their children Christmas presents if they were having problems. I, in, I seen that. I thought that was I so awesome that. that you were doing that. And uh, luckily, I was able to help uh, over 140 different people buy uh, Christmas gifts for their uh, for their children with uh, wow. the proceeds of uh, with them. So that was pretty awesome. That that's well, awesome. I mean, that yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, anybody that's willing to pay it forward is a hero in my book. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, Luckily, uh, I mean, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I, you know, I do okay. And uh, I remember as a kid, the only time I ever got anything was at Christmas. So uh, if I could help children have that magical, the magic feel of Christmas for a day, uh, and, uh, you know, parents allow their kids to believe in Santa, even for it's a year, even if it's just for one more year, I feel really good about that. And I'm going to do something again this year very similar. Cool. And uh, every filmmaker that came out with something around Christmas time did something like that. The world would be a better place, I believe. Oh, absolutely. I, I was talking about something like that before about Halloween and books, <laughs> too. So, uh, uh, giving books away as well as candy and stuff. And uh, filmmakers like you, uh, uh, when you do something like that, that's that's the same kind of inspiration. It's like something that we all should do, along with our projects or whatever it else that we do. We should, like, you know, give something like that. That's that, mm-hmm. and that and mm-hmm. I saw your post um, about that before too. That was uh, very inspiring. It, you're very inspiring too. <laughs> by the way, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And. Uh, uh, probably right after Thanksgiving, I'll have a similar post up. And if you know any parents that uh, are having a rough time because of the world sucking right now, <laughs> please have them re- yeah. please have them reach out to me. And uh, if I can help in any way, get kids presents on Christmas morning, I'd be a very happy man. I I, well, I think that's yeah, great. Maybe. You know, though, I was the kid that, and my brothers hated me every Christmas Eve 
because I would tell my mom to lock the doors and not let Santa in the house. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I was that kid. I was like, lock the doors. No man is going to be rummaging through my house when I'm asleep. Yeah. And my brothers are like, I'm not your kid. Lock the doors. Okay, we, we, we grew up in a trailer, so uh, we didn't have a chimney. My mom said, well, he'll just come out of that vent on. He'll just come in on that vent. And I was like, put a blanket over it. It's not coming in. Now here, I thought you were going to say it's because you saw Silent Night, Deadly Night when you, at a younger age. No, it's because I, I could not imagine some big guy with a beard coming into our house. And then my brothers are like, but he's going to leave us presents. I was like, no presents is worth it. Lock the doors. <laughs> I think I was the only kid. And I, if any kids are listening, this is this is how nuts my mom was growing up and all the mental damage she did to us as kids. My and my older brother is probably gonna kill me for this one too. My older brother was actually going boom boom on the potty, and my mom opened up the bathroom door and she said, "Paul, there's no such thing as Santa." And close the door. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Not nice. Well, what do you do with that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, that's that's a bit of my childhood Christmas. <laughs> Tonight on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. family a family spark. Yeah. A very fancy Christmas. Okay, no, uh, but uh, Dave, I, I, I think that's great what you're doing. You know, I, you are touching like a lot of people, and that, that is awesome. Uh, I'm sorry I um, killed it with my brother going boom boom on the potty. I hope nobody got the image in their head. That's, that's not uh, just a great thing that you're doing, David, but uh, it's a great example. Well, you know, yeah, and de- de- definitely, they, 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 when you when you go to do the post uh, here towards December, uh, please make sure it's public, and I'll I'll do an email blast. Oh, absolutely, it's always public. I put it up on all of my viral media things. Yeah, I'll I'll awesome. definitely share it. I'll share it because I I, I do think yeah. that's a great thing that you're doing, and. Uh, Uh, hey David, I, yeah. I have a, a quick question. It has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but uh, one time on Francie's show, um, uh, I think you were hosting a party, and David Lee Roth was very quickly on the show and stuff. Uh, did you and David ever like joke about how you have both the first and middle names? <laughs> no, actually. Uh, in all honesty, I had it first because his is a show business name, and he became famous in 1976, and I was born David Lee Madison in 1970, so I tease him that I had it first. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was always curious about that. I was going, David Lee Roth, David Lee Madison, <laughs> you know. But yep. yeah, sadly, okay. Dave's very ill right now, and the public doesn't really oh, know that. Oh, I did but, not know uh, that. 
you know, hopefully we'll be hearing from him. He has a he has a gig. His he, he's going to retire after his uh, New Year's Eve shows in uh, Vegas. But uh, you know, maybe things will turn around. I, I pray that everything goes well for him. And I hate oh, wow. it because we weren't live anymore, and you were you were messaging me on Facebook. You said. Pick up, we're calling back in. And I was like, I can't pick up, we're not live, your call's not going through. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, that was. I, I remember that night. Yeah. All right, all right. Dave? Yeah. I I want to book you again. In fact, I'm talking to uh, Joe. We're going to book him. He said he's going to throw some dates at, at me really soon. Uh, maybe you should surprise Joe. No, you, Joe could carry a whole show. He's way more entertaining than I am. I assure you that. <laughs> no. But if you, if, uh, yeah, so. I'm pretty entertaining. I, we have fun with you. I would love to have you back on. You know, I always love to have Definitely. you back on. I did I did tell Joe not on Sunday, but when are you available? We will have a a big full moon fever episode when full moon fever comes out and I'll bring all the stars of the of the film along with me and we'll have a good time. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you. I'm yeah. glad. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's already uh, well after midnight here on the East Coast, and this old man is going to go to bed because uh, I'm old. That's pretty much it. No, no, I no, hear no, you no, there. No. I'm on East, Eastern Standard Time, too. Yep. Don't worry. Well, yeah, we're, I, we're pretty I much see, all the I same. I've seen you at the yeah. cafe with the menu holding it up. Dave, you're, you're aging very well. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's all smoking mirrors, are, I assure you that. I always I always tell you and I hope your your wife doesn't get mad when I say you're a hottie. No, oh, um I'm only hot if somebody set me on fire, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh quick question, has any of you guys seen my Christmas album uh stuff, The Wandering Wannabes? Oh yeah. No. Any uh, any feedback? Because I'm not getting a lot of love on that album, and I think it's pretty good. I don't know why it's like just kind of blasey. Wait, what I think it's it called. I mean, I'll, I'll look for it. It's the Wandering Wannabes. It's myself and Chiafo and Brian O'Halloran and the drummer from uh, from uh, the who's the parrot guy? Uh, Wasted oh, away again in Margaritaville. Uh, I think. Jimmy yeah, his drummer. And Joe Ferry, a nine-time Grammy Award-winning bassist, we all got together and we made a Christmas album called The Wandering Wannabes. Okay, I'm going to look oh. for that. I'll just look on my page, Francie. It's right there. Oh. Everybody why, listening, why are... go, go listen to some Wandering Wannabes and get into the Christmas spirit. And I, if you have I, a I, buck I, ninety-nine, well, you could spare, buy the EP. <laughs> I already did. Oh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, no, no problem. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing that up because uh, I want to outdo Mariah. <laughs> ah, there you go. I'm just going to give the. I'm just going to buy Christmas presents for kids with the money anyway, so it goes to a good cause. Well, I'm on you can't go wrong right with that. That's for sure. And when I say that, uh, I don't mean my kid. Well, don't worry. Oh, uh, he mentioned Mariah Carey, and now I got that 
song stuck in, oh my gosh, we're going to listen to that. She's only like 130 million copies ahead of us right now, so we have our work cut out. Okay. We can do it. That's right. We got you, Dave. Hey, Dave. Russian magic, a little bit of some elbow grease. Yep. Can we can we play it on Francine Fred? Oh, there it is. If you could play it, go ahead. All right, I'm gonna play it. Play That's jingle bells. We're gonna bells. play it right now. Here's play the jingle bells. It's the, play jingle bells. It's the better one. Wait, I'm playing. Can you hear it? Yep. Yep. Blues over 
take me rock away from here. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate? just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.